If you're listening with your ears, what you're about to hear is a podcast that's starting very soon. I hope you don't confuse it because currently this music is the theme to a podcast. So that explains this tune. This is a podcast and this is the theme song to the podcast called This is a Podcast. 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 That's a microphone. This is a podcast. I'm Thomas Alley. And I'm Jonathan Rodriguez. And how are you, Jonathan? How, how, how are you doing today? I am drained. Drained? Why are you drained? Um, it's been a super productive day. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have had a productive evening. Um, for those, of course, who don't know, um, and this is just shameless plug of the week, um, I have my Patreon, patreon.com slash cake responsibly. Jonathan and I just finished up doing some uh, potting and some recording with our, my, my first guest that isn't Jonathan. Um, so a shameless plug, our friend, our fellow, my fellow TikToker, my fellow King Talker, Awkward Toaster um, is going to be on an episode of V-Card as well as an episode of our debut episode of Kink Talk this month. So if you like Awkward Toaster and you're listening to this podcast and you say, I want to hear him talk, patreon.com slash kink response will be $5 and or $10 tier. But Jonathan, I... While we both had a productive evening, I had a relatively, relatively productive week. Okay. So here's what happened. About two or three weeks ago, I had ordered some stuff on Amazon. Um, it came in, didn't work, or it wasn't to my liking, I should say. And I was getting ready to return everything. And what ended up happening was um, my PayPal was hacked about two or three weeks ago, maybe a little longer at this point. Um, Sorry about that. I, I would appreciate it if you stop trying to steal my money. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I need it to live, Jonathan. Well, I need and, it to buy pictures of penguins. <laughs> is that all you do with my money when you steal it? <laughs> I need new portraits of penguins on my walls. It's like those commercials. I'm adopting a penguin for a dollar. It turns out I adopted <laughs> all of Antarctica. <laughs> I sent them $10,000. I own all of the penguins. I am the emperor penguin now. <laughs> so my PayPal got hacked um, and we had got, I'd gotten that situation fixed. I always say we like the, like the, the Queens English, we got that situation um, corrected, but what ended up happening as a result of that, I'm assuming is my, um, my debit card number was stolen and it's going to sound like I'm trying to lie about charges when I say this, uh -huh. but the only reason I realized my, de my debit card number was stolen because I got a notification from Chase to my phone. And the notification basically was like, hey, you've been attempting charge of like $100 um, for OnlyFans. Well, Thomas, stop trying to buy my feet pics. <laughs> I can't help it, bro. Like them toes, though. What them toes do, dog? We, we be flexing that polish in the summer. <laughs> you be buffing your toenails, getting the French tips on them, making them real nice. So I was just like, no, I didn't. I declined the charge in the, the Chase app or Chase text alert. And I went into my PayPal app and six, uh, pardon me, my Chase app. And I had been successfully charged um, a $70, basically $70, a $50 charge and a $20 charge. 
So someone had basically purchased, I don't know what, I don't know if it's like a year subscription to something or if they purchased like a litany of someone's fucking, someone really wanted to support someone's OnlyFans. <laughs> it was the horny hours though. <laughs> they, they were just like, I stole this guy. I stole this person's debit card number. I'm not going to get a television. I'm not going to try to get anything on Amazon shipped to my house. I'm going to attempt to charge $170 worth of porn, essentially. Um, I would hope that it was like the person whose OnlyFans it was trying to get themselves money but that seems counterproductive because you could have just bought shit so yeah. I, I don't know the logic but they got caught so my debit card number was compromised um so i ordered a new card as a result of that my amazon purchases could not be returned to that method of payment so they sent me it was like 215 dollars in credit so i didn't know what to buy um i didn't need anything um i didn't really like want anything per se like there was nothing specific that i was like hmm, yeah this thing so i i skimmed through amazon for a while i ended up coming across um, a lightsaber that i had been having in my cart it was like 180 bucks and i was like fuck it i, I had no choice i have to order something from amazon so i'm gonna order this thing but i still had like 50 dollars hanging out and i had always found that it's so unfair that men there's this taboo there's a stigma around men having sex toys, right? Uh-huh. And, and, and like, oh, like women can have their vibrators and their dildos. But the minute a guy spends $3,000 on a fucking full body real doll, they're a creep. So, <laughs> I mean, what, in all fairness, you're allowed to have a dildo, Thomas. <laughs> a one, they're, they're, my sphincter is too tight. I've said it before. All right. There's not enough lube in the world to Just get deep it in throat there. it. Deep throat. I mean, yeah. we, we've seen what I can do with bananas. So you're in a class of your own. <laughs> so um, what I, I started skimming through like the male sex toy stuff. I'm like, what can I find on Amazon? Like, Amazon's not going to have a lot of stuff. It's Amazon. It's not fucking a sex shop. But I stumbled across, I'm mad at myself because I'm going to say it. And like, it's a thing I did, but also I can't return it. So like I've had pocket pussies before. Mm-hmm. The first run of this podcast that we did with Christy, I had talked about having a pocket pussy. What I went and I wasn't a big fan of it because it just it, it just seemed like an, an extra task in masturbation, right? Like instead yeah. of just holding my dick, I just wrap something around my dick, but it's still me jerking at the end of the and day. And then you, you have to clean it up after. No, you don't. You just leave it dirty because I like it dirty. <laughs> It's like just fucking it. your old crusted semen. <laughs> that's exactly yeah. Uh, isn't, isn't that what? Isn't that's, that what marriages? <laughs> no, Thomas. In no? fact, you are fucking your kids, and I don't like that. <laughs> I do not like that. <laughs> well, they were dead. That makes it better, right? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Listen, uh, my priest is gonna have a lot to say about this one. <laughs> your fucking priest. So your priest knows what it's like to fuck kids too, Jonathan. <laughs> so if he's Catholic, at least. So I'm skimming through and I find this thing that is essentially a mechanized automatic pocket pussy, fleshlight, like fleshlight's a copywritten term, so it can't be a fleshlight, but it basically is the big, it looks like a flashlight. It mm-hmm. cap comes off. There's an entry point. And inside the entry point, it's like a, the best way to describe it is it is a car wash 
miniaturized. Ooh. You put your you put your car in it, you lather it up, uh-huh. and you turn it on, and it basically starts to oscillate these like tendrils and rub. So I'm like, okay, so maybe this is the solution to my male sex toy problem. Like, I don't have to jerk. I just fucking right in, turn it on, and it'll fucking do all the work for me. And I can just sit there and lay back like the lazy fuck I am. At any point, did you consider that it might malfunction and cut the head over your dick off? It was the first thing I thought about. Okay. And I said, you know what? If that's what it takes to get the best sexual gratification I possibly can, it's a risk I'm willing to take. Really? <laughs> first of all, the look a, lot, on a lot to unpack there. <laughs> the look on your face, it, it was the brief pause of like, did he just... It was like you were watching a car accident. It was like you watched the car in front of you get hit and you didn't believe it. And you're like, holy fuck, it's going to hit me next. It's, it's just a lot to unpack there because it's one, the willingness to have the head of your dick cut off. But two, and here's the, the big thing. It's like that, that the, the machine is the best sex I've ever got. Yeah. And it's like, you know, <laughs> Thomas, I don't like to judge you. I like women. You like toys that look like I a like- car wash. Yes, I like to. My sexual orientation, Jonathan, is a Honda Civic. What's wrong with that? (laughs) I identify as a 2004 Toyota Camry. Next time I take you to a car wash to clean a car, I'm going to just throw an air freshener around your dick at the end because you might need it. (laughs) As long as it's pine, I'm okay with it because that's all I really need. I like to smell like a fresh Christmas tree post coital. (laughs) So. I'm like, all right, like I, I spoke to a friend of mine. I spoke to you. I spoke to a, a female friend of mine. I was like, I'm just going to do this. Like, what's the harm in it? Besides apparently getting the top of my dick cut off. So I placed the order. Um, the lightsaber shows up first. And like two days later, because Amazon was weird, the, the automatic um, car wash arrives. So I get it. And like the first thing you want to do is you want to play. Yeah, obviously. So what I ended up doing was I, I dropped everything I was doing. I was in the middle of doing work. Like I was on my computer prepping for a fucking merch launch. And I'm like, I have something to fuck. I'm going to fuck this shit. I'm going to go fuck this shit. So um, I had some lube lying around. Um, and I was like, all right, we're, we're going we're gonna to light some candles. <laughs> we're going to set the mood. Some right, Lionel turn- Richie in the background. Yeah, just like, lady... I don't know the rest of the words. <laughs> That's if all you, you needed, lady. You're looking <laughs> you at this. Like, if you were just, I could have been like, let's get it on. But I know it's not Lionel Richie and I would get yelled at. Now, here's um, the thing. I, I think I'd prefer to have sex to female songs. Really? Because. Name, I, name. A, okay, so. It, it doesn't even have to be a sex song. It could be a metal song of just a woman screaming <laughs> at me. But at the end of the day, like, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if hearing it. I don't know if hearing a man like sing a sexual R and B song is going to keep my erection. <laughs> do you have? Do you, are you a person who ha- who likes to have sex to music? No. Why? I'm not either, but I want to know your rationale. Because <laughs> I <laughs> I want to shit on what you're right. gonna say before you shit on what I. Here's I'm the thing. Say. I've done it one time, and I've never done it since. And here's what was why. the song? What was the song? What was the song? I don't. 
it was some song. <laughs> You're just like, we like, are never, ever, ever nah. getting back <laughs> together. It was like some song the girl picked. I think it was like a... Suavemente. I'm pretty sure it was like a Trey Songs song back then. <laughs> like, he, he was big. Girl, you, you gonna know? think, girl, you gonna think, girl, but, you gonna think, you gonna so, think I invented sex. So here's the thing that happened, all right? In the midst of it, with this song playing in the background, I stopped like having just regular thoughts and was thinking about these lyrics. And then it didn't take long until like, you know, like the tempo had hit my foot and I was actually starting to sing these lyrics. And I was just like, okay, I cannot focus with this song on because now I'm enthralled in these. So hold on. In your brain, you were like, I am having sex. Uh I am inside of another human. Yeah. And I'm going to forego that thought in my brain because right now Trey songs is hitting the high notes and I need to, cause these lyrics are speaking to me right hey, now. Hey man, the way I looked at it is that pussy was good, but that bop was better. <laughs> <laughs> I, you stopped and really like, wait a minute. I missed my favorite part. I got to rewind it. Hold on. I don't like, it's going to sound, it's going to sound like kind of overt, but I don't like having sex to music because I find if I have sex to music, I try to thrust to the beat. Mm-hmm. And if I'm, if we're like listening to something really, really fast and it's four minutes of me fucking just like, if we're listening to like <laughs> system of a down and it's like, wake up, grab a bush and put a little makeup. I'm just, I'm nutting in 30 seconds. Like there's well, no hope for me. Now what I want to happen is like, you know, those songs where like the beat takes a long pause. Do you just like hold your <laughs> stroke out? Drops, <laughs> I just grip and I pull and I look and I freeze. Just I don't staring move. her. It's in a, the <laughs> but i just and say like also it's gonna again for for the pure sake of like sanctity of sex i like to hear partner i like that's what i like i that's that's the sounds i should be hearing the sounds i should be hearing is our bodies is the natural reactions to what we're doing like that there's um an atmosphere to sex that it it cultivates and music to me like damages that atmosphere um wait i like sound but going back to like you moving on beat, right? Yeah, yeah, we know we know what fist pumping is. Is that called penis pumping? <laughs> no, penis pumping is a very different thing, John. Is that so, is that just coming? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> a penis pump is when your penis is either not big enough or you have erectile dysfunction. You put this thing around your penis with a suction cup and you uh-huh. pump. And oh, what wow. it does is it draws it's like, blood into it's the like penis. breast milk. It's like a breast pump. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Like that's but for the dick. <laughs> yes, it's breast pumps for the dick. Yeah. Yes. Wow. <laughs> we should we should go into advertising. <laughs> I don't think breast pumps for the dick is going to be the best uh, uh, marketing ploy. We could we could lead a Mad Men spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> we we could have like a like a Cars for Kids commercial, but it's like breast pumps for your dick. <laughs> I don't want to sing that to the tune of a song that had the word kids in it. <laughs> Why does everything have to be like child creepy to you? It's because you make it that. <laughs> you leave the the window of possibility open, and I have to shut it. Seven seven breast pumps for kids. <laughs> <laughs> for ki- wait, no, <laughs> it was supposed to be for dicks, not for kids. <laughs> I was seeing if you were going to catch it. Oh, no. Okay. So, yes, that's what a penis pump is. It is a breast pump for dicks. Yes. <laughs> My breast, no, we'll keep it PG. Breast pumps for Richards. Um, that's, the, that's the best technical term. 
yeah, breast pumps for Richards or where penis uh, pumps are. So um, I set the stage, light the candles, uh-huh. put on that Marvin Gaye. Dang. And when I say Marvin Gaye, I mean the Charlie Puth song. Let's Marvin Gaye and get it on. <laughs> what a Which, swerve. Okay. Okay. Right or wrong. Kind of offensive that a skinny, like, little skinny white kid singer is, yeah. like, bopping about Marvin Gaye, right? I mean, I feel a little weird about it. Do you? Okay. So do you? Robin Thicke. Uh-huh. Like, only soulful. And I asked this. In not a vaguely racist way, because I'm gonna be clear, but also like I, you, you are my friend that I can go to and be like, hey, is this okay? Who <laughs> <You would> believe? <laughs> so like Robin Thicke, the only like soulful white guy singer. Like he does he does he get the invite to the cookout? Robin, I, you know what? Like maybe I, maybe there's some negative there that exists about Robin Thicke that I'm unaware of. Actually, wait. Robin Thicke got into like a nasty lawsuit over blurred lines because he used some audio there. So yeah, it was, it was a sample he didn't pay for. Yeah. So, I mean, if which, it was is, a, which is history of white artists stealing from black singers. If it was a black musician, no, he doesn't get invited to the cookout. If it was another white musician, you know, you're just doing God's work. <laughs> <laughs> it's just God's plan. Thomas. <laughs> just Justin Timberlake was there for a while, but then he pulled the Janet Jackson shit, and we were like, "Sorry, dog." Yo, no the, why? Why is that a no go? Like, what if he was just like, "I'm doing this for y'all"? Because, well, what? <laughs> and it, 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 it was a matter of like. Also, Janet. like I also do you you think that it was? Do you think the the Super Bowl thing was like an intentional thing by Justin Timberlake? You don't think it was like a stunt by both of them? And Janet was just like, "Oh, this didn't go over well." I don't know, I'm, but. All, all I know is that she faced the repercussions of it, and he did not, and I didn't like that. I feel that I feel like if she had grabbed his dick and ripped it out, the same thing would have happened. I think that, it was the the thing that was exposed that versus, he would have faced the repercussions. Yeah, I just don't I think, think so because the NFL has like a huge racial, uh, not racial. I but thought you were going to say that the NFL loves dick and it's okay. I mean, they probably do. <laughs> <laughs> who am I to judge they the whole sport Richards. is built on the contact of like grabbing other men you know which is fine if that's what you're into yeah. but also like if you're not asking for it it's weird don't um, tackle me without consent if I'm in the NFL I mean, don't do, and don't do, I mean, imagine, imagine (laughs) if that was the NFL where like, if it became to the point where it's just like, you're running after them and you're like, can I tackle you? (laughs) Yeah. All right, cool. And you take them down. Who would say, yeah, I feel like, I feel like in sports, I feel like sportsmanship, like if you're an athlete and you're competitive, like if someone's chasing you and asks if they can try to tackle you, you say yes, because you want to prove that they can't. (laughs) Yeah, like, you know, I would say no every time. And there's like, what, you don't think I could do it? I'd be like, no, I know you can't do it because I said no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to score this touchdown. I'm going to lazily walk downfield. It's going to take me 10 fucking minutes. But you know what? You can't tackle me. There are some Snoop Dogg and Crip Walk there. <laughs> I mean, awfully specific, but okay. Um, so, so I light my candles, put on my Marvin Gaye, Charlie Puth is singing to me. Mm-hmm. And I try it. In, in not explicit terms, I try it. And the best way I can describe it is just like, it felt like someone was wrapping my junk in cold spaghetti and just mixing the bowl. Like, you know? Oh, no. Like, there was nothing. And here's and that's the thing, right? Like, there is no, I don't think there will ever be a sex toy equivalent for males that, 
has the same like this could be like if you closed your eyes and pretended like you know i feel yeah. like and i could be wrong i'm not a woman i am not a, a a gay man i've never had penis in me uh, i'm not a bottom gay man i should clarify not all gay men like penis in them um in that way but like i can i would imagine like if you have like i've seen those things where it's like a torso of a man and a and a dick attached to it um and they'll just like you can get on top of it and write it like you would a guy and mm-hmm. I feel like if you close your eyes and let theater of the mind take over, like you can pretend, right? Uh, <laughs> I'm asking you for your experience. <laughs> um, can you repeat that? <laughs> if <laughs> he was so he was so caught up in the imagery of it, he lost it. Um, if you like, you get one of these like male like when I say male sex toys, I mean a sex toy that resembles a male, mm-hmm. um, and has like one of these like penis attachments, and you get on top of it and you're writing it like you would. Okay, a male. that's what can I thought you, close, you said. Yeah, can you close your eyes and just be like, okay, this is at this is pretty close. Me specifically, I would say uh, no because mm. I like the feeling of iRobot just sticking it in me. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Fair. But uh, I don't know, like. I've never, <laughs> I've never done that. It just, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's an, un, like, I think the only, like, I don't know. I, I think there's something lack, obviously there's something lacking from using sex toys because like there's the, the physical contact that is not there. Yeah. And that's what's, what I appreciate the most about sex is like the closeness. Um, but like, I just, I just want something that I can just be like, Hey, do your thing. Like there are some like sex toys that I've seen that are pretty cool that I want to like endeavor where they make these things that are like wireless. Mm-hmm. So like, you'll have this, like essentially an ottoman, let's say like a small, like half an ottoman with like an attachment that y- you go into. And then on the other side, somewhere in the world. All right. There is your partner, I would assume, not a stranger, because like imagine getting on the wrong frequency. There's a stranger <laughs> in my crotch. <laughs> so there's another person. So like, let's say I, I, as male, I insert myself, and then somewhere there is a partner of mine who has like the the, the dildo attachment that is also wireless and attaches to whatever network it is. And as they're doing their thing to themselves, your side reacts. So like the internals mimic the speed and vice versa. There are ones where if I did the thing, there is a machine that like they can lay back on or sit on top of whatever it is that like the attachment, the penis attachment would replicate what I am doing to my side of it, which is kind of cool when you think about like how technology is like evolving to make artificial sex. Why don't you, I mean, like the next step step up would be like sex doll. Like you can't write off, all the toys if you haven't tried that that's what i see okay i'll be honest i'll try it i have a lot of interest in trying it but they're like like 2500 to three grand yeah they're expensive like if someone sent me a real doll like if i got a real doll sponsorship uh right they were like we love your your tiktoks we've seen you review products before we're gonna send you a real doll doll. fuck our doll Uh and tell us what you think about it and talk about it in your videos, fuck yes, I'm gonna do that. And I'm gonna be like, yo, I just, I tore that silicone vagina up. Now, they have to be good because I've read many like news reports and seen videos of like d- dudes who are claiming that their sex doll is their life partner. 
Uh, I, well, there's, there's a term for that, um, like being in love with inanimate objects. I want to say objectophilia. Um, I could be wrong. Um, let me see. I'm actually looking it up right now. Yep. Objective, um, object sexualization, uh, sexuality or objectophilia is a form of sexual or romantic attraction focused on particular inanimate objects. So like, that's a thing. Like there are people who like, not just obviously like sex dolls, but like sexual attractions to like anything like, or fixations, anything, which again, your, your thing is your thing. I, I don't judge as long as no one is being harmed in the actions in which you are partaking in. I just imagine um, in like an isolated incident, this wouldn't be a worldwide incident, but an isolated incident in which a dude is fucking the sex doll. He's just like, wow, this is the best pussy I've ever been in. And the sex doll just wakes up and she's like, this is the only pussy you've ever been in. <laughs> <laughs> how, okay. Realistically, how far do you think we are um, from like, realistic like first of all like generalized artificial intelligence right but like yeah. how long until like when we get robots is someone like i made a robot you can fuck uh i'd say at some point within the next like 25 years in our lifetime yeah well uh, i mean that... we know that there's already like robots that are walking around and shit that they just haven't made visible to the public because the public will freak out <laughs> but i mean <laughs> These, these things the exist. conspiracy theorist is coming out in you, Jonathan. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, we've seen enough, like, engineering videos to know, like, there are people who are wasting millions of dollars building robots that aren't even being used for the public. So, you, okay. So, let's say it happens. Let's say, tom let's say tomorrow, mm -hmm. right? They're just like, hey, we have artificial intelligence sex dolls. Yeah. And... The, let's say let's remember how like when dvd players came out they were like 300 dollars, but then like five years later they're like 20 bucks like is this your way of saying i'm gonna stick my dick in and it's just gonna eject it back out <laughs> yes it's it's gonna reject your dicks instead of disc um so let's say like tomorrow they're like hey we have artificial intelligence and then a month later they're like hey we have artificial intelligence sex toys it fucks you just like a person would it's yeah. just silicone they're 300 they're fucking five thousand dollars at first which is i feel like undercutting how much they would cost but let's just say and then four years later they're the norm you can you can walk into walmart and walk out with fucking stacy right now, see here's the here's where you're missing the chance for an evil genius to be made right they oh come they come out with these robots people mm -hmm. buy them five thousand dollars and it's like, yes, I'm going to have sex with this robot. As soon as they go to stick it in, the robot stops them and says, I didn't consent. And then just the, the vagina locks up. Well, so that, that opens up like a really like, okay, so that, this is fucking good. That opens up a door, right? Yeah. So we have artificial intelligence, right? There's I mean, all it, these movies. It more like all closes these... a door. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so we have artificial intelligence, right? Yeah. We have all these movies about like robot rights, right? Or mm -hmm. like Westworld. Isn't like that what Westworld's about? basically yeah. so like but do you, like go ahead then they're not i'm not sure if they're fucking them in westworld i haven't I seen think that they might, i think they might be really? i think like that's the point of it like, i think like they westworld, made that show just for that to talk about robot fucking yeah <laughs> oh a hundred percent a hundred some dude was hanging out and was like you know what we need to do we need a show about the old west with robots and fucking what can we do and they're just like virtual reality where they fuck the robots 
And that guy was like, HBO was like, yes, this, give me fucking one <laughs> season of it. And then we'll wait four years for the second season because we'll make people want more robot fucking. And we'll make the story so confusing in the second season that people will only want to see the robot fucking. <laughs> <laughs> They'll just be like, fuck everything else. Just show me the next robot they're smashing. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so like, like, do you think that becomes a thing of like robot like rights? Yes, I would hope so. So, Okay. Okay, but that's just like, but it's okay. So explain to me, because I'm not disagreeing with you in as much as I'm like, yo, down with those robots. They don't get rights. Yeah. But I'm also like, okay, so how do you justify? Okay. How do you justify artificial intelligence, artificial life? Yeah. Having their well, own independent set of rights. Well, here's because the thing. I, I, can, I can flip a switch and they're off. Well, here, and they don't here, exist anymore. Here's the thing, right? So mm-hmm. like, it's, it's very different from a sex toy in which you use just for sex, right? We're talking about like robots existing in society, right? Which means that mm-hmm. they're conscious, conscious beings. Which well, means like, are we, so, are, so are they self-aware? I, w- I would assume so, right? And if they're self-aware and they're conscious beings, they might not feel physical pain, but they can feel emotional pain. You know what I mean? Can they? I would assume so if they're self-aware. But also in your, so you're saying in your, in your definition of it, they are self-aware. Yeah. I mean, if they're okay. conscious beings, they, I would assume to some aspect, they would be self-aware. Okay. So then I agree with you. So if they are self-aware and they are cognizant and can feel feelings and emotions, yes. But we're in year four. Uh-huh. We're in year four of artificial intelligence and artificial fucking. Yeah. Why aren't there machines? They're like your microwave. If, 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 if you put your dick in your microwave. Why don't you just like, put your dick in your microwave and leave the robots alone? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was what I was getting at, Jonathan. I wanted permission to fuck my microwave. Thomas, I'm trying to eat that Hot Pocket. Will you take your dick out of it? <laughs> I most certainly will not. Um, that's where my dick goes in the Hot Pocket. Um, as long as it is the ham and cheese one, though. I will not fuck the meatball sub. I had a bad experience with hot marinara. Lean pockets looking over at us like we, there's not enough space for you here. <laughs> That's clever. <laughs> um, but it, it, so at the end of the day, though, like it was infuriating to me because I'm just like, I just, I want to, I want a toy. Uh-huh. Like, you know, like I just want a toy that does it. And this is now my second experience with putting my penis in something made of silicone. And this time it had a motor. And like, I put a lot of risk in it and <laughs> it didn't work out either. Um, I was not happy about it. Well, you know, uh, there was, there's a saying that goes with book writing, but I think it's applicable for you he- here in a situation. Is, is right? it applicable to yeah, this specific situation? And it, it goes, uh, it, if you're thinking about a book idea that doesn't exist, write it. Thomas, if you're thinking so you're about a sex me- that doesn't exist, make it. I want, what, who would I mold it after? I need to borrow you, John. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a vagina. You can use my no, no, asshole. O- open your hole for me, John. Oh, just like, <laughs> it's like going the, through the front. It's like my penis extends. It starts twisting yes. and slowly opening. <laughs> yes, and we insert through you in the I, front. I have a soundtrack that plays every time it opens. Let's Marvin Gaye and get it on. <laughs> <laughs> I got this feeling in my chest. Charlie Poof was not happy about recording those vocals. <laughs> <laughs> um (laughs) yeah i just i just i don't i don't think i have the wherewithal the ingenuity to make a sex toy but you know what you do have the wherewithal to do what's that listen to this (laughs) because thomas we did it 
we moved the foot. Again? I thought we weren't going to talk about that on the public platform, Jonathan. We, we, we <laughs> I thought that was God just for us. It. I thought that was just for us. We did it. It was one moment, one night of tender love. All right. It was me, you, and Charlie Booth. And that's all I needed. It wasn't much Marvin Gaye being heard, but we did get it on. <laughs> And we also did it. We moved a foot. We we moved a, a foot? Yeah, that right there is a quote from the Disney classic, Inspector Gadget. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which is by far a top 10 movie of all time. All time, you all say. All time. And not only that, I will go as far as saying... Someone's been, someone's been deep diving into the Disney Plus archives. <laughs> See? <laughs> Inspector Gadget deserved its own cinematic universe. That's... Ball- okay, so hold on. Uh-huh. <laughs> the Matthew Broderick Inspector Gadget film. Yes. Okay. I remember a little of it. I remember the soundtrack. Because I remember that one song, which now I feel obligated to have to pull up. Um, because I, I remember the um fuck the um like remember like they used to have like the movie promos like on like the coming soon to home video i used to love those so i remember though and they used to have like the when i had expector gadget on vhs growing up Mm -hmm. and on like other like movies that had come out around the same time they would have the inspector gadget trailer in it yeah and it would play this one it was like such a 90 i'm looking for it in apple music i'm trying to find the inspector gadget soundtrack because I didn't know this was a thing I needed until now. <laughs> because I'm just like, this song is going to like be stuck in my head if I don't. While, while you look for that, I'm going to Go pitch something. Good. So in the movie, we have the Gadget Mobile, who is kind of like early Deadpool, like the, the fourth wall breaking superhero. Inspector Gadget? Yes. Okay. No, Gadget Mobile, the car. Oh, like it was, um, it was sentient. That's yeah. right. I, in a reboot, I want to voice that car. Let's you do a reboot. You play Inspector Gadget. I play the Gadget Mobile. I fuck it. Is this it? I think I found it. I think the group is called Youngstown. It's called I'll Be Your Everything. Okay. Hold on. Yes. Hold on. Bro, <laughs> this is my childhood right here. Oh my god. Bro, where's the thing? If you need a friend, you got, I'll be your everything. Fulfill your every dream. We can do it automatic. I'll just call out Go Go Gadget. You'll see I'm everything you want and more. Yeah, so if there was one thing I would change about the movie, it would be the soundtrack. <laughs> Bro, that song slaps. Like, I remember like making the band and like O Town. Because yeah. I want it all. See, you said I couldn't star in Hamilton as George Washington. I hit them notes, Doug. I hit them notes. All right, here you go. Hit hit them with the one last time. One last time. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, is Hamilton a comedy? Because you got it down back. Yeah, Hamilton, isn't it? Like with all the the murder and duels and American revolutionaries. (laughs) That's what I love to see in my comedy stories. That's what I'm saying. Um, okay, so I, I'm a huge Matthew Broderick fan. Uh-huh. Like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, The Music Man, The Producers. I love Matthew Broderick. Inspector Gadget, I think you're right, is a low-key, like, underground Disney-like classic that no one talks about. 
Yeah, like the as like even you bringing up the car, I forgot until you just said that. Like, yeah, the car, the had eyes on the headlights, didn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. So okay, go ahead. I remember now. You're you're, you're jogging my memory. It's not just boy band music anymore. It had so much sass. In a reboot, I would like to voice the gadget mobile and have you play Inspector Gadget. So I'm here for that, and here's why. I I'm down to do anything in which I star in it because I'm a glutton <laughs> for the spotlight. First of all, um, also like I have this weird connection to Matthew Broderick uh-huh. in his roles. I, in the junior high school production of The Music Man at International School, or Intermediate School, not International School, (laughs) Intermediate School, I was in America, it was not international, uh, 93 in Queens, I played Professor Harold Hill in The Music Man. And you said I couldn't fucking play George Washington. I was the lead in a musical. I mean, to be fair, what do you think they expect out of junior high school kids? Top-notch lyrics? Yeah, I was 12 years old. They wanted me to hit them good notes. It was, it was when you could still hit the falsetto. Please excuse me if you will. I'm Professor Harold Hill, and I'm here to organize the River City Boys Band. Come on, bro. You even played the trumpet? No, he played the, he, no the song was 76 Trombones. Okay. Oh, look actually, at you. True story. Listen to this. This actually is, it's, it's a weird, like six degrees. When I was in elementary school, um, I was, I was in, I wanted to be in the band mm-hmm. and because I was a glutton for getting beat up in school. And <laughs> <laughs> so it's weird. I had talked to my mom about it. Like, cause my brother, when he was my, my brother and I are five years apart. So yeah. he was in junior high school when I was in elementary school. But when he was in like, junior high school he had a band and i was like oh i I wish i could be in a band like two weeks later my elementary school opened up a a band um like like an after school band thing uh Mm -hmm. school band i did it from high school to elementary late elementary school like uh fifth grade until like junior high school and when they were going over instruments like they basically were like okay who wants to play what and they would start listing things off and go one by one okay drums six people raise their hands and they get they get to be drums so they got to trombone I thought, and this is why I can differentiate them now, I thought when he said trombone, it was trumpet. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'll carry around a little fucking trumpet, fucking like a fucking trumpeter. It'll be a good oh, time. No. Motherfucker, I'm like, he said trombone, my little fucking fat arm goes up. I'm the only one whose fat arm goes up. And he was like, no problem, trombone. And then like two weeks later, came with this giant fucking <laughs> trombone case that I had relegated myself to have to carry around for the next three years Jesus. because that's how long I was in the band. Couldn't fucking, I, I don't know why they kept me there. I'm convinced I didn't know. I didn't know what I was doing the whole time. Yeah. I could not read music. But I was in, like, I was in performances on stage with the band. And all I would do, true, this is truth to power. I would just, if we're playing like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, mm-hmm. I would just like just blow into the thing yeah. playing the sound of the song, which is not how you do music. I mean, I, I, I think they figured like they can't expect excellence out of you. <laughs> They're like this, this poor, simple boy. We can't expect much from him. When, I was, when I was in junior high school, I was in the band as well. And uh, I remember like she had assigned people instruments and she, I think she started me out on the flute. And I bitched and moaned. And then the flute she's, is like basic bitch instrument. That's like playing the recorder. Here's how I learned to play so many instruments. She started me on the flute. I learned to play the flute. <laughs> and then I then bitch and moaned about playing the flute. She moved me to the clarinet. I learned to play the clarinet. Bitched and moaned about it. Went to the trumpet. Went to the trombone. Eventually made my way to the snare drum. 
you were a big woodwinds person for a while yeah and (laughs) i was just like you know what i'm tired of putting wood in my mouth (laughs) (laughs) and here we are at 25 eager to put wood in his mouth but and i actually played the drums in my uh, middle school graduation my mom has the video of it Mm. see the drums was cool my brother did the drums like i feel like being a drummer is like second best position in the band it's like no third you have lead singer guitarist drummer and then bassist is just the guy who sits in the corner and jerks off because there's no groupies left (laughs) (laughs) no one wants all my bassists out there (laughs) no one wants to fuck the bassist um bassists are racists because in a world where all things that rhyme are true that is the case um (laughs) (laughs) is that not the word we live in thomas beats off llamas that thomas and llamas don't rhyme i know i was just letting the world know you beat off llamas (laughs) no (laughs) no i don't go on with your inspector gadgets i want to hear more is that all you wanted? To, you just wanted us to star in it? You just wanted us to star in it? I, I just wanted to star in it and like share a PCA about who, how it's a good who, movie. Who plays Penny? Um, I don't know. It's female lead. Let's see. Opposite of you, female lead. Who plays? Wait, is Penny the girl or the Denise? Denise. Oh, never mind. One who helps him. I was, I was like thinking about the girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> no. As you can see, like, I only really cared about Inspector Gadget and the Gadget Mobile. <laughs> I didn't watch for anything else. Uh, let's see. Who plays Penny? Who's like a, a young, hip actress? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't watch put, movies. Let, let's put Lil Wayne in there. That's Penny. I, <laughs> I don't I don't. I, I, don't I like know. that. I like that for you. That's a good choice. Me and Lil Wayne as Inspector Gadget and Penny? <laughs> Yeah, you, you play his uncle. I play the gadget mobile. There's that scene where like you're wrecking havoc on the city, so I'm just like driving Lil Wayne around. He drinks some lean. He sips some lean over to me, like it's a good time, Thomas. Get on board. <clears throat> I'm like thinking about it. And I'm not okay with this. <laughs> like and then I and then I started thinking of like, okay, like who would like Michelle Trachtenberg at the time was like a hip, not a hip young actress, but it was like her first major role before like Buffy. And then like she yeah. ruined Gossip Girl. Um, <laughs> you know what she was good at? What was that show on uh, Discovery Kids? Truth or Scare? Loved that show. Like Never it was basic. It. it was basically like, like Twilight Zone for kids, but it was like, or like Ghost Hunters where like she would like introduce these true stories of like ghost hauntings and there'd be like dramatizations about them and stuff like that and she was good she played like essentially like a kid's elvira like without the cleavage obviously because children um it was fucking fantastic um so i had said this popped into my head i had said with the end i thought about this because I'm, I'm looking at it as we speak so i had ordered the lightsaber right mm-hmm. along with my flashlight or my motorized a fucking device um <laughs> title of my sex tape motorized fucking device so MFD. i ordered it yes thank you <laughs> put that on my headstone so i ordered it but i also ordered the lightsaber right i'm sorry i had ordered the lightsaber as well as the mfd um and that was a good purchase it was 180 dollars, but it's like quality metal hilt like multiple colors multiple sound effects so i have sitting in front of me we're going to get a little nerdy for a minute. I don't know how deep nerdy you get, but we're going we're gonna to do it. All right. So a follower not too long ago had sent me this awesome thing for my wish list. I had seen it, didn't think I was going to get it. It is Thor's hammer 
Um, but it's a, a water bottle and it opens like on the handle and you drink your water from it. I am the non, I am the least thirsty of the Avengers. And I was playing with the lightsaber um, in the privacy of my own home as a grown man, as you do, because you have a lightsaber. Of course, you're making up situations where you're like a modern day Jedi in 2020. And you're like, you're like the last of the Jedi and people are coming to kill you and you have to fight them off, but no one expects you to be a Jedi because you're like 28, kind of overweight, balding a little bit. And they're just like, hey, like, there's no way this schlub is a Jedi, but you were trained in the Jedi arts for like 20 years, but they don't know that because you were trained hidden as a youngling, as a Padawan by Anakin Skywalker before he killed all of the younglings. I do karaoke in my house. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> what's your very what's your karaoke song? Like what's your I, what's your go to? Oh, any Taylor Swift song. I belt it out, dog. Shake it off. Shake it off Loki. as a bop. Shake it off as a bop, as well as when you like. It's one of those things where she hides quality lyrics in like a poppy, like easily to like shrug off shell of a song. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you li- like, I stay out too late. Got nothing on my brain that's what people say and she's just like taking a slap at all the people who talk shit about her in the media for like oh i go out on too many dates oh she she's but i can't best. make them stay she's the best at subs i'll give it her is that. it's lo- like like and then the rock did it on fucking uh lip sync battle and changed the world for the better so i'm playing with my hammer i'm also drinking my water from my <laughs> my water bottle you know um and play with the lightsaber it dawned on me hear me out uh huh. I think a lightsaber could break Thor's hammer. I think it could slice through the weapon of the gods. Can I you feel, go ahead. Can, can you give me a reasoning? Because here's the thing. I feel what is Thor's hammer at the end of the day? It's just a hammer. Like it has like so. It doesn't, we like we learned this, right? Mm-hmm. Let's, we're going based on like Avengers MCU canon, right? Thor's hammer has no inherent power. Yeah. Thor's hammer is a vehicle for him to push his power through, but we learned in Ragnarok, he can do that without a weapon. He just prefers to have the weapon. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, has all of its like fucking, fuck, I can summon it back magic shit. But there's nothing really inherent in the hammer that makes it, necessarily impenetrable aside from the fact that no one can lift it to destroy it unless they are worthy right Mm -hmm. so my logic is this a lightsaber can cut through fucking anything like there is no example like of the lightsaber not being able to destroy something it is literally like just it's it's pure unadulterated raw energy right okay so in my brain, I'm like pure raw energy, and this is just something physical. Like same thing with like Wolverine's claws, the adamantium. Lightsaber can break that. Motherfucking vibranium cap shield doesn't stand a chance. I can agree with the second two, but not Thor's hammer. And here's why, right? Why isn't Thor's hammer like crafted in like his in Asgard, like by the gods and stuff over there? So in the story, in MCU at least, it's crafted in the heart of a dying star. Okay. So the metal that was it was used to make, like required, and this is I think I think lends credence to my argument, was like it the heat from a star melted the metal into a mold that was used to create the hammer. 
mm-hmm. which at the end of the day, granted, it's, it's, it's a metal that needs to be superheated by a fucking star to melt, but it's still just metal. What if it doesn't cut through it, but it just melts it? <laughs> I, I see. It'd be like a fucking like a hot like a hot knife through butter. It'd be like, like you just me, touch it and just it like steam. It'd be like me as a seven year old with my fucking rocket popsicle running around because it's melting so quickly. <laughs> I was so confused as to where that was going for a minute, buddy. I was concerned at what you were going for. Uh-huh. I'm like, what? What could he have been walking around with at seven years old? I'm glad you said rocket popsicle, though. Like that makes me feel like more content about your childhood. I was a weird seven year old. <laughs> I yeah, and that's why it was possible that you didn't have a diaper on. At seven years old, I would hope <laughs> I didn't have a diaper. <laughs> what, Jonathan? You didn't have a diaper on at seven? <laughs> I just got mine off last week. What are you talking about? <laughs> I've been using a colostomy bag for everything. I know it was very painful taking it off of you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dad. I appreciate you. Now, there's something I want to talk about that's uh, a little bit more serious. Ooh, I like when we get serious. It's time for deep talk. Give me my intro. Wait, wait, wait. Before you do that, I have to instruct everyone. You had to pull a lollipop out of your mouth before you did that. (laughs) (laughs) Carry on. I have a lollipop. You made made, like a sound like, you know what I mean? Like, hold on, like, like, hold on. Yeah. Um, all right, I gotta get my voice deep because it's time for deep deep thoughts. <clears throat> it's time for deep thoughts with Jonathan and Thomas. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so I want to talk about the concept of like I'm sure you felt this. I'm sure every teenager in the world has felt this at some point. My priest's hand up my pants. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're we get we put ourselves in a box this episode talking about this subject i'm um, sorry it was just it was too easy of a joke if i can't go after the catholic church i don't want it fair enough i'll allow it um <laughs> so i'm sure every teenager in the world has felt this at some point but it's the like desire to run away from home yeah i can i can see that i i had that now i want to yeah, so I wanted to ask you about like specific experience. Like, did you ever plan it? Why were you going to do it? And what eventually stopped you? So I never planned it. Um, I, had, I think I had thought about it. And it, I, I don't think I thought about specifically like, hey, I want to run away from home. I think it's the idea of I don't want to be here. Yeah. Um, and I've I felt that. And you want to know the whys or it's just like my thought processes in general. Uh, yeah, sure. Hit, hit, hit us with the whys. Um, I had a, a relatively tumultuous like upbringing with my family. Um, my mother was highly fam- familiarly oriented. Um, I'm not that way in as much as just because we are related doesn't make us family in my opinion. Yeah. Um, like I look at you, I've known you what, 12, 13 years now we talk about it. Um, I view you as more family than a lot of the family I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I've lived in this apartment for three years. You've come and stayed here, what, three, four times? Um, my mother has been here twice. My brother has been here zero times. Um, I think effort is, is huge when it comes to family and, and what is important. Um, and just for me, my family just doesn't make that effort. Yeah. Um, 
And my mom always believed that because we are related, we are family and we have to respect that amongst all else. And I just never agreed with that. Very black sheep of my family. Very contrarian. Um, I don't believe in doing things for the sake of doing things. I think things should have rationale and reason. My mother believes we do things just because they are inherent uh, in a lot of aspects where I don't. Uh, my father and I really didn't get along growing up generally. Um, uh, he worked. And then when he wasn't working, he was in his own world all the time. Um, I was convinced for a while, my father, and to this day still am that my father didn't want kids or he want, he liked the idea of having kids and then had them. It was like, fuck, I made a terrible mistake. <laughs> I should have kept my dick to myself. Um, so then me and my brother, uh, I've used the example before, right? Um, my mom would describe my brother and I like night and day. My brother and I are like night and a day later on in the week. Like we might be on the same page, but we're in different books. Like, you know, like yeah, it's page 200, but page 200 in the Bible and page 200 in fucking the fucking, I don't know. What's the name of a book? Perks of being a wallflower. Um, that is a book. He's, he's <laughs> reading the very hungry caterpillar. I'm reading fucking Ulysses. Like, you know, yeah. um, just very different. So I didn't like being there, but also like I didn't have friends growing up. Like in my childhood, in my teen years, in my adolescence, I didn't make friends. Um, and I think that lends a lot into my adulthood in as much as um, I don't make friends easily because I am suspicious of a lot of things and a lot of people, which I think stems from my home life. So I, I didn't want to be there a lot, but also was relegating to being there a lot. And when I did have opportunity to go, I did. I moved out at, which I mean, it retrospectively might sound late, but I moved out at 24, Yeah, which was big for me because my brother didn't really get out of the house until he was 26, 27. Like he was back and forth a lot. Um, then like had my nephew they got an apartment. He needed to stay back and she needed to stay with the, my nephew at her parents' house. And then they got another place. My brother was in and out a lot from like 21 to like 25. So me getting out at 24 and staying out like at almost 28 was huge for me. Uh, having my own space and having my own like world is huge for me. Um, but never went through the planning processes. I think that I was a pretty rational kid. Yeah. My brother, my brother tried once. And I don't know if it was as much as running away. Um, my father was big into his like computer, like, and this was in an age where like computers weren't cheap. Mm -hmm. Like he had he had the old like gray Dell with the huge monitor, the tower, the keyboard, the mouse in this corner. And my brother, my brother has ADHD. Um, he gets wild, hairs up his ass, and decides that he wants to try to do something, and does it. Uh, my brother and I are five years different. So I was probably, he was probably 14, 15 at the time and had a weird affinity for fire, which to be fair, could have ended up a lot worse. Jesus. Um, but he came home and played with a, was playing with a lighter and wanted to see what happens. Like if you burned plastic. So he put the lighter to my dad's computer mm -hmm. uh, on the monitor. And because it was gray plastic, the plastic began to singe and had a burn mark on it. Um, my brother was terrified as to what my father would do. So he left, didn't say word Jeez. one to anyone. Didn't say where he, he was home before us because he was in like middle school. We were latchkey kids. Yeah. I wouldn't be home for like another hour. I get home and he's not there. My mom always taught us that you come home from school, you pick up the phone, you call her at work. You let her know that you're home. 
so I get home and I call her. And I'm like, John's not here. And she's just like, what do you mean John's not there? I'm like, John's not here. And all of a sudden, like, obviously you're in panic mode. Your mother, your 15-year-old is suddenly not home. Your 10-year-old is home alone now. Um, and it took a few hours to figure out that he was at a friend's house. And the reason he had gone to his friend's house because he was afraid of my father's reactions. And as a result, my mother had to talk my father down from fucking flipping out and beating the boy. Um, but that's like the, like, that's the closest. And like, I mean, even that, again, my brother was in and out. My brother at 19, 20, um, got involved in a highly toxic manipulative relationship with a woman named Jennifer. Oh boy. Um, yep. <laughs> I know that so, feeling. My brother yep. did too with a woman named Jennifer. <laughs> so, um, he left in the middle of the night one night, just left at like 19, um, packed a bag, went and was gone for like six months. Um, was in touch occasionally, but lived there with her and her mother. Um, and this woman bled him dry. Like his credit is to this day fucked up um, un unrepairably because he refuses to pay for anything that is on his credit that she like stole essentially. Jeez. Um, and he would, he came home. Like my mother eventually talked him out of being there and he came home. And then one night, my, it's going to sound funny, but it was like probably one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. I didn't realize until the next day, my mom told me. My brother was using the bathroom with the door open, just on the bowl, and was apparently on his cell phone talking to Jennifer about how, like, fuck his mom. I don't give a fuck. Like, basically just, my mother describes it. This is my mother's term, not mine. The power of the pussy. My brother was getting late. My brother was getting laid consistently yep. is what it boiled down to. And he had never had that before. He had had girlfriends. They didn't have a lot of sex. He had nowhere to fuck. She had a place where he could. And they did. So he was getting laid consistently. And when he came home and he wasn't getting laid anymore, she started texting him again, started manipulating him again. And he was on the phone with her, basically like, fuck my mom, fuck this place. I can't stand it. I'm just going to pack my shit and leave. My mom woke up to him screaming this on the phone at two o'clock in the morning, went underneath our kitchen sink, grabbed the garbage bag and flung it at him and said, go ahead, pack your shit and get out. And she booted him. Um, he would come home again a year and a half later. Um, but I'd never, I'd always probably felt the responsibility to like stay home because of that shit. Yeah. Like my, my mom didn't have, like she had two sons. The one son was my, how my brother was. Um, just highly argue. I, I was argumentative. I was a, I was a bad kid, but not bad in the same ways. Like I was disrespectful. Yeah. Like I would argue and I would fight and I would like be like, no, you're wrong. And that's wrong to do to your parent. But also it wasn't me being like, I'm going to fuck over my family. It was, I have opinions that are my own and I don't know how to voice them other than by being argumentative. I think that makes sense. I could relate a lot to like uh, having siblings who were, walling out i'm sure you know <laughs> so like I, I love I, your family you know i do but jesus jesus it was sometimes it was a shit not even sometimes most of the time it was a shit yep. show and <laughs> I so was there right around the corner and so like i just remember like growing up with them all i wanted as you can tell now as like most people who know me i'm a very calm person i do not like drama it's why i avoid people at, yeah. if i can I, I just, I, I don't like it. I don't want to be around it at all. And, you know, maybe that's some childhood trauma seeping in. 
and I'm, I'm thinking about it now you and i have a, like something in common that didn't dawn on me until now which actually probably speaks a lot to our similar scenarios when it comes to our siblings like we're like we both have half siblings yeah like your brother and your sister the ones that i know personally um are your half brother and sister i don't have any full siblings yeah and, and neither do i as i learned several years ago so i and i think that might speak to it like just our vast differences yep in in our families which i think happens too with general siblings but also like i think it lends more credence to the fact that it would happen because just clearly different sets of genetics will like you know nature versus nurture but like there's only so much you can you know i mean my mom raised us both the same way yeah. for the most part my father and my mother were more aggressive and hitty with my brother but that's also like generational my brother was born in the late 80s so like that's what you did you spanked your kids mm-hmm. um and my brother was also like more prone to get hit than i was because he was the first child and that's how you handled shit um, and they learned from that mistake because it ended up turning out and it was a thing my mother ended up feeling a lot of guilt for was my brother has ADHD. So my brother, wasn't a, my brother wasn't a hyperactive, annoying kid. He had ADHD. Yeah. And they would fucking beat him when he wouldn't fucking sit still. And it wasn't because he was misbehaving. It's because he had ADHD. And I think a lot of that became a thing where my mom was just like, we're not going to fuck that up again. Like it, when Thomas is being Thomas, we're not going to fucking beat him because what if he? It turns out he has a thing yeah. that we are unaware of. Which retrospectively, I do. <laughs> Hi, I'm Thomas. I have a litany of mental disorder, but um, I, I think that's where like the 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 nurture was vastly different. Like my brother got the shit kicked out of him, but also my brother is like my mom. Like family is family, no matter what, and no matter how many times they fuck up. Um, and as much as I'm like, no, you fuck up one too many times, that's it. You're on my shit list. And I'm okay with you being on my shit list. I just, like, um, going back to, like, the original point, I remember one day. Thomas, you, know, you went on a fucking yeah, tangent. Like, Thomas won't give a shit about you or your brother. <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you, Thomas, I don't give a fuck about your emotions? Stop trying to create this air that I give a shit. I, I, I came don't. up with this question just so I can answer it. Jesus. <laughs> I was curious about this because I wanted to talk on this show for once. <laughs> you fuck. Nah, but um, so like I don't know if you know this, but uh, growing up, uh, we were like a church family. So every Sunday, I didn't know that. Yeah. So every Sunday and Friday afternoon, my mom used to. Uh, Friday afternoon, she used to send us without her to Christ Tabernacle. You know that cross street from the Stop and Shop in Queens. Yeah. We used to go there every Friday night. and Were you guys like suit-wearing churchgoers? No. Fuck them. So every- <laughs> we'll praise every- Jesus, but in our everyday clothing, not our Sunday bests. <laughs> Jesus doesn't deserve Listen, my suit. I-, I love Jesus, but he had to get stunned on, all right? <laughs> was, there, was there a reason it was, for any reason in particular, was it that, was that, that church? Because like I, we grew up, I grew up Catholic, and yeah. we went to church for a few years. But we went to like St. Bridget's over on St. Nicholas. So my cousin Seth's mom used to go there and she was the one who recommended it and started getting us into the church thing. So I I went to church for like, I want to say like three or four years consistently every week, every week, twice a week. No offense to anyone's faith. It's the fucking worst, isn't it? I mean, it it drags. Yeah. And so I remember when she gave us the option to stop going because we Mm -hmm. were old enough to stay home 
by ourselves, yeah. I immediately took it up. I just oh, didn't same. go anymore. And uh, so I remember one time, like, things were getting hectic at home. And my I finished school, and I knew I was going to be the last one home, and I didn't want to go home. So I just I just walked. I went to school in Bushwick. I walked all the way to Queens to Jeez. buy that. And, and I ended up by that church, and I literally just oh, stood, wow. I stood there across the street by the pizzeria mm. for hours, just hours, just standing there. I, it's like part of me wanted to go inside, but part of me just felt like, you know what I mean? Like I wouldn't find what I was looking for there. Wow. Okay. I, I'm just, I'm mapping out my head. It like was a long walk. Yeah. Cause I'm thinking like you went to school in Bushwick yeah. and I'm just like, like I, we lived not far from Bushwick, but far enough that like you could take a train like three or four stops to get there. Yeah. Um, so you would have had to come from fucking Brooklyn through like you went down Myrtle. I, my school is on DeKalb and Broadway. Yeah, that's deep. Bed Stuy, basically. Yeah, that's far because that, that's because yeah. like Broad. Yeah, Broadway is one of the one of the earliest one of the earliest stops on like yeah. the L. So it was from DeKalb and Broadway to where it, it was like Fresh Pond Road where that church was. Um, Myrtle. Myrtle and like uh it like was sixty something, sixty seventh. Oh yeah. So I, I I remember walking over there, I stood there just for hours. And literally this is why I went home. Because I got hungry, I turned around to the pizzeria and I realized I had no money. That's the only reason you went home. That's the only reason why I went home. If I had money, who knows what would have happened. That's what I was right gonna there. say. Do you ever contemplate where it's like if I had like four dollars for a slice and a drink, like I would have had enough energy to walk another fucking six fucking hours and i mean i up in, i, I up definitely in <laughs> i don't think jamaica. i would have gone for those you who do, for those jamaica who don't queens. know not, yeah jamaica queens not jamaica the islands <laughs> i don't think i would have gone that far but it was just like uh i don't know i i, I probably would have just walked back towards my school area <laughs> just do you do you think about at, like the why now? why i like, did it yeah like right hindsight being 2020 all right do you look back as like why did you why did you take that stroll i just like you know you were in my house there was always drama every single day how old were you at that point you said i think i was like 15 16 yeah so like that would have been and this is when you're living by me yeah yeah you wouldn't have been living by by the junior high school anymore yeah i can that's about the right i mean you were what three years apart Mm mm-hmm yeah, it's about the the time where like the height of the drama began. Yeah, so it and it was just like it was every day. It was my sister, it was my brother and his girlfriend who was living there at the time, and like we we had a two bedroom apartment, so I was yep. sharing a room with my sister, my brother, his girlfriend, and his kid. Yes, yes, you and were. I, yeah, and I was just like it it was it was just overwhelming, and I remember like my mom used to feel so bad because it was like every time she was trying to create my own space someone would return to the house and it was just like well you you know you can't have this space but like she felt so bad about it and i never blamed her yeah my my mom was the same when it so like i got bullied in school a lot for yeah. a litany of reason one of the reasons and it's gonna sound silly but this is how like the, the culture was and i think still is to a point like clothing like if you weren't wearing nikes or jordans or branded stuff yeah. Like you'd get ripped on for it. I remember I showed up to school excited because I had a Jason Kidd New Jersey Nets jersey. Mm-hmm. I had I had picked it. My mom was like, we're going to get you. Like it was back to school. And she was like, we're going to get you a little something nice. It was the first year I got to have something nice because I couldn't get 
Jordans or Nikes. Yeah. Because my brother got them because he was in high school and he pestered her. And I was like, I'll take whatever you can just give me because I know you can't afford two pairs of these things. Yeah. Um, and every year we'd go back to school shopping. So every, you know, August we went out for a day at the mall and we would buy all new clothes, all new books, all new everything. So I ended up wearing Payless sneakers. I ended up getting like whatever fucking pants were on sale. Like I would try to fit whatever style I thought was cool. And so I got bullied a lot for having fucking, I didn't have jump mans, yeah. Jordan sneakers. I had dunk mans. I had Shaq's <laughs> Payless sneaker. Um, and my mom was very much the same way where she constantly felt bad because she knew I was taking the, I was willing to take an L essentially yeah. because I knew that she couldn't afford both things. Um, and my brother was just unwilling. My brother was like a brand whore to this day. He is, but I had gotten this Jason Kidd Jersey. My mom was like, we're gonna get you something really nice. So it was, I not realizing that the official Jersey of the NBA was Nike right at the time. Um, which were like which were like the embroidered stitched nice jerseys i just saw a jason kidd jersey that's all i wanted i was a jason kidd fan i like the nets at the yeah. time so i saw a jason kidd jersey it was the away jersey like the deep like purple like like a navy blue with the gray letter and the red outline went over grabbed it told her i want this she bought it i went to school it was adidas it was an adidas jersey yeah it wasn't in a Nike jersey, which means it was not embroidered and stitched. It was like that rubbery, like essentially iron-on material mm-hmm. on a jersey. And I got relentlessly mocked every time I wore that jersey to school because they're just like, oh, you're out here fucking wearing fake jerseys. You're trying to be cool. You're not even wearing real stuff. I'm like, it is real. Like it came, it didn't come from fucking it didn't come from Knickerbocker. It didn't come from decal. It wasn't a fucking it wasn't a, a table on the street. I bought this jersey. It was from Models by Grand yeah. Center Mall. Like it was legit. It cost like seventy dollars that jersey. Um, but because it wasn't the hundred and fifty dollar officially licensed NBA jerseys, it wasn't cool. I remember one time. It's a weirdly funny story. We were at the Kmart in uh, the Metro Mall. Mm-hmm. Back to school shopping because my mom was like, it's inexpensive, but they have nice. In, in retrospect, like jean brands didn't matter. Like this was the age of like it was sneakers and it was hats. Yeah, like you can you get fucking a, a three pack of three XL fucking t shirts and you wear fucking your pants around your ass <laughs> and you're cool. So we go to we go to um, uh, Kmart and we're walking around and I see this really cool old school looking like baby blue embroidered jersey. That said, it's like a, it looks like an old 76ers logo. It was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, I want that. And they got the shorts to match. My mom was like, you sure you want this? I'm like, yeah. Throws it into the cart, buys it. I'm all excited to try it on when I get home. And I didn't realize in my excitement, it was like off brand. Like we like shit that falls off the truck. We can't put Philadelphia 76ers on this. So we're going to change it a little. I kid you not, Jonathan. I don't know why they would sell it if it said it. It said Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> I L and then Jesus. the rest of the word. There was no PH on it. And maybe it's supposed to be like a play on like, yo, this is ill. Uh-huh. But I was just like, if I wear this to school, I'm going to get beat up. You know, that reminds me of I went to Grover Cleveland for one year. It shows how, how ruthless those kids were in that school. Oh, yes. I remember. I graduated uh, from there. <laughs> I was one of those ruthless kids. My mom was buying back to school clothes for three kids, essentially. So yeah. uh, I remember when it came time to get sneakers for me, 
you remember USPA, the cheap polo knockoff? Yes. She got me a pair of USPA sneakers, a pair of $20 mm-hmm. sneakers, and told me this isn't permanent. It's just you have to wait till I get paid again, but this is just something for you to wear, right? Mm-hmm. First day of school, put those sneakers on, go inside. This kid comes up to me. He's like, yo, what sneakers are those? They're kind of nice. Some girl, I didn't even know, all the way from the <laughs> back just screams out, I know those sneakers. They cost $20. And everyone just started laughing. And I was just like, well, if I were going to be a murderer. (laughs) (laughs) Which the thing is, is like Grover Cleveland was not like a rich kid school. It was not. Grover Cleveland was like where Cleveland was in our neighborhood was the hood. Yep. Like that was like Grover Cleveland when I went there. I was there four years. And for four years, that school was in threatened lists to be shut down and turned into a charter school you know what was hilarious? and we had to go to fucking events every year to like fight for the fucking school because the only reason i went is kind of like my teachers the hilarious part to me is like the next year i transferred over i i became as you know we've talked about i became like super big into name brand stuff yes and uh like it was like from when i transferred over my school was closer to my dad's house so right. he kind of took care of my school stuff and he took me back to school shopping which meant he was only going back to school shopping for me. So I was yeah. able to get nicer stuff. And so I got like name brand clothes. I was like really big on American Eagle, which was the thing at the time. Right. And everyone in my high school in bed style was just name brand out. And I was just like, how are these people wearing better clothes than <laughs> freaking in Ridgewood Queens? I, I remember, I remember we'd gone shopping in the mall one time and you went to American Eagle and like, you like, you were, and this is, to me, like I don't, I don't fucking like buy to fifteen dollar pairs of underwear, bro. I am yeah. a Hanes boy. Like <laughs> you get me a fucking ten pack of fucking Hanes boxers that have like nice like stripes or colors. Yeah, and I'm happy for the twenty dollars I spent. You were buying American Eagle boxers that were fifteen so, twenty dollars a pop. He, and here's why you still got happened. them underwear, Jonathan. Yes. Okay, here's what. Here's why that happened. I'm about to right? say like my Hanes still holding on. Uh, when uh, when I went to my first year of college, I was back at home. When I got financial aid, they uh, used to send me like checks for textbooks and stuff. They always, I always got like extra money, and it was like money that I didn't have to pay back. It was like you use this for your transportation and all yeah. that. But my dad used to pay for my MetroCard every week, so it was just like money that I would just have. So. Right. I, that's I just blew it all on clothes. I became the biggest consumer like I could be and just clothes and sneakers every week. <laughs> mm. I, you became you became the brand whore that I knew yeah. and then, in that moment. And then now like <laughs> like I went to college with a bunch of people who are just wearing basic stuff and I was just like, Well, why spend money? <laughs> I didn't even have the money. <laughs> um like it's it's weird how like those like things drastically change. Like I don't give a fuck about brand recognition now. Yeah, like, I'd like like yeah like I'll wear like a nice pair of boots, and but that's like I buy things that are brand and might be a little expensive for the sake of longevity, not because of how like nice they are. Like I my jeans, bro, my jeans fall off the truck. I go yeah. to fucking telco, where everything is like uh, like a third of the price because they're slightly irregular. I'm like I don't give a fuck what my jeans look like. You you know what it was for me? So it was like. Growing up, whenever I went to school, I lived in the shadow of Josh and Cynthia. And so, like, yeah. Josh, as we know, was, like, fucking full of charisma. Still is. Just full yeah, of charisma. And, like, when I was a teenager, as you can attest, I didn't have that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's it's something I grew into later in life. But I, I didn't have that charisma or anything like that. I, I wasn't funny or anything like that. So, 
when I when I left from there and I transferred to the other school, it was kind of like, well, now I got the chance to redefine myself with no expectations. You know what I mean? Like, how am I going to do this? And that's you got to when, be the most pure version of you. Yeah, that's when I really like grew into myself. And I mean, it started with me being a complete another asshole. But eventually, <laughs> I mean, what's I'm changed be, exactly? I'm be honest. Like, I was a complete another asshole when I first transferred to that school. But like, I I met this this girl and her boyfriend at the time, who like. Uh, they they like really took me under their wing and they matured me as best as they could. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and, we, well, again, we, we talked about it, like your brother and I, yeah, we, we did, we did a lot of, and it, it, it'd be wrong to say the wrong things. Yeah. Um, but we did, we did impart a lot of us on you. Right. Um, because how we had basically at that juncture at 17, 18 realized to handle life is you have to find a nice balance of being a good person, but also kind of a dick. And see, and as I told you before, that was the problem. I only became a dick. Yep. And it was, <laughs> you listened to 100% yeah. of half of what we said. <laughs> and so it was like, when I went to schools in my high school, we had a advisory, which was like mm. sections of like, I think it was like 10 or 11 kids with a teacher. And, uh, I, this this kid named Marcos, who I still talk to, it's been years, mm-hmm. helps me with anything I need. I, if I'm struggling financially, he got me. If uh, I just want to hang out, he got me. If I need someone to talk to, he got me. Like that's my bro- that's yeah. another person who's a brother for life. I'm about to say, excuse me, you have more friends than just me. <laughs> and uh, I don't appreciate this. You're not allowed. It, it was kind of like he saw how I was slipping up, and right. like. Him and his girlfriend at the time, like, they, they really, like, it was kind of like 24-7 guidance, right? It was like your parents sitting with you in a class at first. And at yeah. first, it was just like, get away from me. But then it was re- I was realizing how much I was absorbing from it and how much more people were starting to like me. And I was to like, To this okay. day, I still want you to get away from me, Jonathan. I mean, you say that, but <laughs> latching on to all these things I'm trying to do with my you life. You say that, like- but you call me every day. I only call you when I wake up in a cold sweat from the sexy dreams I'm having. Well, I only call you when I hear Marvin Gaye and I want to get it on. <laughs> <laughs> that was a podcast. What you guys have just heard was a bunch of spoken word on a podcast that's finishing right now. Even though it's ending, we still thank you all for spending some time with this podcast. Goodbye, so long and ciao. That was a podcast, and this is the end theme to the podcast that's currently ending. That was a podcast. That was a podcast. That was a podcast. This is a podcast. 